Hi again, everybody. Welcome into the Black and Blue Report podcast series. I'm Sean Kelly, and greetings from Studio B this week as we continue from the Osher Sports Performance Center, and we make our way further into the Saints preseason. Today on our podcast, we'll visit with the three Saints quarterbacks at the top of the depth chart. We have an exclusive one-on-one with starting quarterback, future Hall of Famer, and new record holder shortly, Drew Brees, but also two backups vying for that number two position right behind number nine. Tom Savage comes our way from the Houston Texans, and Taysom Hill takes on a bigger role on the Saints roster this year. And while he's still playing special teams, he's had his most reps at quarterback here during this training camp. The Black and Blue Report podcast series is always presented by SeatGeek. So, without further ado, a quarterback edition of this week's podcast as we visit with Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, and coming up next, Tom Savage. Tom Savage is originally from the state of Pennsylvania. He saw three different stops during his college career, including Rutgers, Arizona, and then eventually at the University of Pittsburgh. He was drafted in the fourth round by the Houston Texans, and that's where his career began, with lots of highs, some lows as well, and now most recently signed as a free agent to come in and possibly back up Saints starter Drew Brees. Born in 1990, Tom Savage looking to reignite his career. We got his thoughts on how camp has gone so far, and also wanted to get to know more about number 12. Tom Savage wears number 12 with the New Orleans Saints. First question, I guess, why number 12? Um, you know, it I, was one of my first numbers when I played flag football growing up. And uh, honestly, when I got here, it was kind of a whirlwind. And uh, that was kind of what was available. And I liked it. <laughs> I wish I had a better story for you, but it's just, just a number. Speaking of stories, Tom, what would you say is your favorite early childhood football story when you look back? Um, favorite early childhood football. I mean, probably just playing flag football with my friends. You know, it's this. It's when it was. Uh, I mean, you, you, everyone's so innocent. You know, you're going out there, you're playing, you're having fun, and uh, we won, and we won the championship there. So probably that kind of just built the foundation for my love of the game. You mentioned that it was. It's been kind of a whirlwind here joining the New Orleans Saints. Tom, I'm looking at your career, even back through college. It seems like everything's a whirlwind with you. Why is that? I don't know. I mean, I think it's uh, a lot of a lot of the college stuff is, is self-inflicted. You know, you're growing up as a kid, but uh, I mean, this is part of the business, you know. And uh, I'm blessed enough to be uh, for them to call, and I'm 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 lucky to be here. How many playbooks are on the shelf when you look back now? Oh, I got a bunch. I'm going <laughs> to keep them all. You know, they're they're taking up a lot of space, though. What's similar about them, and what's different? Um, well, obviously the pros. Uh, hold a whole bunch different you know it's a lot more knowledge a lot more uh stuff is on the qbs you know but when you get into college and stuff it's kind of just give the ball to your playmaker and let them go make some plays you have this prototypical look to today's quarterback mm-hmm. six four poise in the pocket great delivery where does that come from is it natural or do you study somebody um well i mean growing up you always study the greats you know you, you watch drew um you watch brady all those guys they're that's just the way they operate, so you kind of just try and mimic them, and, and, and that's part of it. Pitt had a few over the years. Yeah. There's a guy, I think he wore number 13 yeah. when he was with the Miami Dolphins. I, I know you were born in 1990, but there had to be some something there just sharing that alma mater. Oh, for sure. I mean, he's just a legend, and uh, it's funny. You walk through that stadium and walk through I know they didn't play in that stadium, but just, just walking through the whole facility and stuff, you, you just get that vibe that, that some legends played there, and it's uh, it was exciting to be a part of. Has anyone ever taught you how to be a backup quarterback? I mean, think back 
over your whole life, you've probably started most places that you've been to. What is it? What's the art of being the number two guy? I think it's always being prepared, you know, and I think it's a uh, kind of putting putting your personal pride aside and, and being being available for the team and, and whatever that takes to uh, help the team and always be be ready to go. Does the preseason um, it, can that be special for a guy in your position? Sure, yeah, but I think the whole season's special, yeah. you know. And I've I've played a lot of football now and. I know that you just got to go out there and you got to have fun because uh, a lot of times this this is numbered, you know. Lessons learned with the Texans, good and bad. What did you take away from that time? Oh, I mean, I, it was mostly good, you know, and I think they're all good lessons to learn. Uh, I learned how to be a third-string quarterback. I learned how to be a backup. Um, I learned how to deal with some adversity and stuff and, and get called in and, and help the team make it to the playoffs. And I've also been benched. And... Uh, I think all those things are really good lessons to learn, and uh, obviously, no. As a competitor, you, you want to be out there playing. You don't want to be benched. But I think there's a lot of things you can take from it and keep working on it. And uh, I just, I absolutely love my time there. Tom, when you look at a, a preseason game coming up against Jacksonville, or if you, even if we accelerate to next week against the Cardinals, um, what what would you say is important for you in this offense in the in the reps of the snaps that you'll get in those situations? I think it's just execute the offense. You know, I think that's what coaches want to see. They want to see you go out there and execute and uh, just play your game, you know, and uh, protect the ball and ultimately put the ball in the end zone. Tell me more about your family. I know that you've got, what, a one-year-old now? Yeah, yeah, i got a 19-month. Uh, i got a beautiful wife, and uh, I've, been a, I've been a blessed father and a husband. How long did you have you known your wife? Known her for about five, six years. We dated, and I've been married for three years now. And uh, I just totally outkicked my coverage with her. <laughs> How'd you convince her that she should step down to your level? I think about that with my situation too. I have no idea, and I don't want her to realize it anytime soon. When you think about what it takes to be a football family, um, what is it? Is it what is the the true sacrifice there for a wife, a child? I think it's thick skin. You know, I think in, in, in our society now, there's a lot of passionate fans out there. And and I know it goes to say for, for the players, you shouldn't read anything, you shouldn't pay attention to anything. But I think it should go for the families, too. And uh, you got to have thick skin. I mean, this is this is entertainment business, and you got to be ready to uh, handle handle success and also handle the failures. Does she know the game? She's getting there. Okay. Yeah. Does she want to watch film with you, or could she just care less at no, this point? She doesn't watch film, but I'll hand her a script or two here or there and tell her to read me the plays so I can so I can spit them back out. And she enjoys that. She doesn't have a choice, <laughs> you know. All right. Well, then let's let's flip the script here. What's something that you don't have a choice that she likes that you would help her with? Jeez, I don't know. Probably watching some of her terrible shows that she watches. So when Coach uh, Peyton referenced The Bachelor for the Returners, uh, you probably knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah, well, I actually do watch that show. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I still don't understand the whole premise. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a pretty uh, terrible concept, but it's a very entertaining show, and uh, I actually enjoy it. That's that's the one I've been learning to enjoy more and more. You grew up in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Am I overcharacterizing the whole state when I say that Pennsylvania is a high school football t- kind of state? Sure. No, I mean, I think I think it is. You're, you're spot on. More so than Texas or Ohio. Do you get into that? No, I mean, I've, I've been in Texas for four years now, and I've right. seen some of those stadiums and stuff, and we, I don't know if we can compete up there with that. <laughs> Tom, some good players, though. Yeah. No, well, there's no doubt. There's a history of it, that's for sure. Did you, 
you know, when you look at your, your path and all that, did you dream of one day playing at Heinz Field because you grew up in that state or playing for the Panthers in any way? You know, you don't even really think about it growing up because it all happened so fast. You know, yeah. you get recruited, and uh, I transferred a bunch of times, and uh, I played there before I was uh, a member of, of Pitt's football team. And uh, But, I mean, looking back at it, you, you just sit back and you got to enjoy it. I mean, it's it's a blessing. All those, all those people out there would, would kill to play out there, and then we get to do it week in and week out. Tom, it was a pleasure. Got to know you a little bit better. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Still to come on today's Black and Blue Report podcast presented by SeatGeek, a one-on-one with Saints starting quarterback Drew Brees. Thoughts, of course, on this current training camp and other musings from him with regard to preseason games. We continue our look at the three top Saints quarterbacks with Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill kind of burst onto the scene last season, not as a quarterback, but as a key special teams contributor. He'll have that same role again, it appears, and will be holding on PATs and field goal attempts. But here in this training camp, he is certainly vying to become the number two quarterback on the New Orleans Saints roster. Taysom Hill visited with the media most recently earlier this week after practice. And here's what he had to share going into the first preseason game in which he hopes to have plenty of snaps under center. How much I want to be a holder? Um, certainly any opportunity to get on the field I'm excited about. Um, Will Will's a good friend and I'm excited about the opportunity to be out on the field with him at the same time and experiencing you know the opportunity to kick a, a big time field goal in a big time game um, so I'm, I'm excited about that it, it's a new thing for me I've never done it before um, but excited for the challenge how much is the transition going with that it's been good you know I, I think you know I think historically a lot of backup quarterbacks have held uh, for kickers and I, I think it's been a, a natural transition for me because I'm used to handling the ball every play and so getting a snap um, is familiar to me. Obviously it's a different motion and the transition's a little bit different but um, I would say it's gone pretty smoothly. How much more excited are you looking to get on the field as a quarterback? At the oh yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fired up about it. You know, uh, Again, we, we've talked about this several times that this has really been my first opportunity to play quarterback in this offense and you know next week Thursday will be my first opportunity to play quarterback in the system you know in a game so fired up about that um, excited for the opportunity and the challenge. Taysom I find on uh, Twitter whenever I post something about you the Brigham Young people like it's like <laughs> it's a whole new level I've never seen on like social media they are like all in on Taysom Hill just you talk about how do you feel the same, you get a lot of that same thing that I noticed uh, from the Bergen Young people? Certainly. We've, uh, you know, I, I, BYU's got the best fans in the world. You know, and the nice thing about BYU is it, it takes in a wide area, you know, so we would, there'd be times where we travel, we'd be on the road, and we'd have more fans than the home team that we're playing. So a lot of really loyal fans. Um, I felt a lot of love through playing at BYU and had a lot of ups and downs through my career at BYU through different injuries and stuff. Um, and the fan base has always been right there to pick me up and support me through all those uh, those injuries. What did you learn about playing in the preseason from the time of Green Bay last year? Yeah, I mean, I think getting used used to and acclimated to the speed of the game and the timing and, and all that is, is big. Um, and I would say that was, was really important for me um, in Green Bay. I didn't get a ton of reps in Green Bay, so I, I look at this preseason again as a another unique and great opportunity for me to get some game time experience in the NFL um, at quarterback and 
um, excited about that. Um, but you know, I'll, I'll prepare as if we're going into a you know big time game and uh, do my best to, to move the ball up and down the field. Is there anything different or challenging about going in for you know three or four drives as opposed to being able to take a whole game away a quarterback? Yeah, I think so. You know, I think it's natural for. You as a quarterback, knowing that your time's going to be limited, and knowing, you know, you're trying to put a good dis- display out there. Um, I-, I think it's normal to feel like you need to press, try to make all the big plays, all the big throws, um, and uh, you know, the challenge is to try to get rid of that mentality, go through your reads, make the right throws when they're when they're there, and um, check it down if you need to. You think that uh, you know trying not to press and just you know, trying to do your job, the fact that it is a preseason game, it makes it a little harder just because you know, your adrenaline's flowing, you've got other guys with different colored jerseys going to For sure, you. for sure. And, and again, I think there's this, this fine line, you know, where you want to give up other guys opportunities to make plays and you want to, you know, put balls up there in one-on-one situations so guys can go up and, and make plays and good, good film out there as well. Um, I, think, I think we'll find a, a good balance there. Um, but I think as I look at it, you know, the biggest thing for me is to operate inside the offense and do that as, as efficiently as possible. You know, this offense is built to take shots, and so, so take the shots when they're there. And, um, you know, I think we always talk that if we do call something for down the field and it's not there and you check it down and you get five, six yards, that's a positive play. And uh, we'll, we'll continue to call those and um, if that's what we're doing when we call them. So I think it's having that mentality, take your shots and your opportunities when you have the chance and, you know, play smart football other than that. Are you looking forward to facing a different defense, not one that's kind of seen you guys every single day? For sure, for sure. This is the time in camp where, you know, everyone knows everyone's calls and, you know, there's a lot of uh, talking going back and forth and um, I think everyone's excited to to get out on the field and everyone's worked hard. You know, I think it's, it's exciting for a lot of the vets to be able to support the young players uh, in the system, knowing that they'll get an opportunity to go out and play. And I think it's a it's a great team bonding, building exercise to go out and play in these preseason games. And um, you know, I'm excited to to get the opportunity to play, but I'm also excited to watch my teammates go out and play. You run any special teams in the preseason game? Yeah, we're still we're still working all that out. You know, I haven't had any conversations with with any coaches, offensive or special teams coaches, to kind of see. Um, what the plan is, but I anticipate doing a little bit. Excited to finally get to go full speed in one of those drills, if they put you out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's. Uh, I'll, I'll be ready with what it is, you know, whatever it is. Um, we'll, we'll have those conversations, but uh, certainly excited to to get out and run around and, and make some plays. Thanks, Jack. Thanks. Thanks. Finally, time to talk with number nine, Drew Brees, entering his 19th season in the NFL and again is at the helm of the New Orleans Saints offense. He, of course, is the oldest man on the roster right now, soon enough to be 40 years old. Hard to believe. Still playing, though, like he is a much younger man and enjoying the even the generation gap to be found between himself and so many younger players on his side of the football. Drew Brees, of course, is also the man behind the Saints quarterback challenge. We'll talk about that. And it's unlikely that we'll see a whole lot of him, if at all, in the first preseason game at Jacksonville. But Drew Brees, during our exclusive one-on-one visit, 
does share his thoughts as to what fans can look for and enjoy about preseason football in the NFL. Plenty to talk about here, as always, with Saints quarterback Drew Brees. He's the quarterback, he's the captain, he's also the founder and commissioner of the Saints quarterback challenge, Drew Brees. <laughs> Drew, I, I just came off the practice field and, and somebody said, Drew just said, if you hit a kid, you lose points. And I had to turn around, what in the heck were you all doing today? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't hit a kid. We, were, we said if you hit a human. If you hit any human, you, lo you, you lose a point. Because obviously there was a bunch of people running around, a bunch of people had their kids out, and we had the you know, our, our, our um, courageous volunteers holding the targets. So, for their safety, um, and in most cases, if they were getting hit, it was, it was going to be a ricochet off a target, you know. Um, but still, there was, there was uh, you know, there was some risk uh, associated with that. Um, so, we just wanted to, you know, it's always, it's always good when you know as QB, like, hey, you got your point value, you know, targets, but then you can lose points too. So, you know, you got to be careful with this throw. An element of danger draws ratings. Exactly how, do right. we, how do we raise the element of danger in the Saints quarterback channel? Well, listen, we're, uh, we've got a lot of good ideas. Um, on the very uh, on the, like, near future, on the horizon here is a dunk tank. Um, and one of our favorite local media uh, personalities will be in that dunk tank. I just learned that about 60 seconds ago. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. That's just motivated and inspired me even more. I, so I, a dunk tank, dunk tank. Somebody's going in the dunk tank. I sense the uptick in your mood here. Yeah. Hey, look, yeah, yeah. when you are in training camp 18, 19, yeah. and I'm sure they run together at some point. Is there anything unique about this one so far? Um, well, you know, it's it's combined a little bit of everything, and, and it's been a lot of good things. I mean, I think it's been uh, it's been very competitive, and that's that's what you always hope for, because um, I think that's where you really start to breed an attitude and uh, and you develop the culture. You know, um, like guys guys know, you know, when they come to practice every day, like this isn't just a you know kind of go through the motions and just run in plays to run plays. You know, you you want to try to establish as many situations as you can. You want to. You try to put your stress yourself, like stress, you know, position groups in different in, in, in ways that man they, they, they know they've got to step up and make plays and, and it just I, I think that just fosters that fosters a lot of you know trust and confidence and you know as you come together as a team and as an offense and a defense. Um, so there's that element. Um, you know, watching some of these young guys continue to progress, you know, that's been good. Watching some of the free agent guys that we acquired in the offseason step into leadership roles and assert themselves. Um, so those have all been good things. Robert Meacham told us last week that in 09, during training camp, they knew, you guys knew what that season was going to be. Yeah. Is there a similar feeling about this group here? Listen, I, I, I want to say that. I also don't want to get ahead of myself. Okay. You know, I know that we got a lot of work ahead of us. You know, we haven't even played a preseason game yet, you know, so there's so much work to be done between now and week one. Um, just want to take it one step at a time. Um, I know I still need more time with some of these guys on offense, you know, to develop, continue to develop that rapport and that chemistry. Um, but uh, I like the direction we're headed. Speaking of the preseason games, we're going to turn the corner here and head for those here shortly. What would you say to fans as to how they should watch NFL or specifically Saints preseason games to kind of get the most enjoyment out of it, to understand what they're all about? Uh, well, I mean, the preseason is there for a couple reasons. I think for veteran players, you know, you, you're just kind of working off the rust and you're just, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit of dress rehearsal for the regular season, mm -hmm. right? In most cases, the preseason is the opportunity for like the next great stars of the NFL, the young players that you don't know anything about right now, that are not a household name, that might be from some small college that nobody's ever seen play, who's an undrafted free agent, to all of a sudden like begin to develop that confidence that, you know what, 
I can be a great player in this league, right? That's where guys like Pierre Thomas made the team and Lance Moore, right, made the team. Um, and so many others, guys who were undrafted free agents. You know, this, a seventh-round pick, you know, Zach Streif, a seventh-round pick, Marcus Colson. I mean, th this is where these guys that you don't really know about, all of a sudden you begin to see glimpses of, man, this guy might be a pretty good player for us in the future, you know? And so, and these guys are fighting for jobs. I mean, there's, like, the, end of these, the, the ends of these games are fun. Like, the second half of these games are fun. You may not recognize any name who's out there, but these games are fun because these guys are fighting for a job. They're fighting to be a part of, you know, uh, the future of this league. Got a name in mind for me? Is there somebody on this roster that fits that bill, Drew? Well, I, we're going to see. You know, we're going to see. I know what I've seen in practice. I'm going to look forward to seeing it in the game. Um, listen, we got we still got a lot of positions up for grabs. I mean, a lot of competition that's still taking place. So I'm going to be just as tuned in as I hope everybody else is as far as watching our team come together. And, you know, those 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 kind of those those spots that need to be filled, those roles that need to be filled. You know, there's going to be guys that make this team based upon you know, a couple plays in the preseason. All right. Hey, one more thing. I got to ask you about Traquan Smith. Yeah. He's turned a lot of heads here in the last two weeks, Drew. What, what is it about him that is so intriguing? Listen, I, I like his demeanor. I, I like his, uh, I like the way he's come to practice every day during training camp. You know, I didn't get a lot of time with him in OTAs. He was a little banged up. And, you know, I mean, as a rookie coming into this offense, I mean, it's like, it's like learning a whole new language. So um, I think, you know, getting, a little bit more comfortable with the offense and then us spending some time together in July prior to training camp. I felt like that helped us come in a little bit ahead of the curve. And then just to watch his, you know, maturation and again, I like his demeanor, just the way that he's approached each and every day. He's pretty quiet, just goes to work. Um, he's got he's got an interesting skill set, you know, that you just you just kind of watch unfold. You watch him jump up and high point a ball and make a play you you know, you watch him stick his nose in there and block a strong safety on a, on a run play, and you're like, all right, you know, this guy, this guy is, 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 is taking this very serious. He's, he sees himself in a, in, a, in a specific role with this offense that's mm -hmm. going to be a big contributor. And so that's a, that's a lot of it is just where does this guy see himself in this offense? All the best. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you. Yep. Well, it was all about the quarterback today on the Black and Blue Report podcast. Our thanks again to Drew Brees, Tom Savage, and Taysom Hill. We're all set to watch those men in action here during these upcoming four preseason games. Obviously, a lot of the load to be carried by Hill and Savage as they continue their battle to be the true backup to Drew Brees. Again, our thanks to Fred Ruckert as well, our producer and engineer today at Studio B, and of course to SeatGeek as our presenting sponsor of the Black and Blue Report podcast series. I'll be back next Wednesday, and I'm looking forward to visiting with you and our guest upcoming. Stay tuned on Friday for the Black and Blue Report podcast series to continue as the ladies have their Friday roundtable and a look back at preseason game number one, Saints versus Jaguars. Until next time, enjoy. Go Saints, go Pelicans. I'm Sean Kelly.